Now we're going. Now we're good. Doing it live. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Nice to meet you. Okay, class. This is Trevor, and he works in television, and he is going to talk to us today, okay? Okay. Hi, how's everyone doing? High five. Oh, there we go. I work in television uh, on a comedy show. Uh, does anybody here want to work in television when they grow up? I want to be an astronaut. Oh, you want to be an astronaut? Well, that's great. You can be an astronaut. All you have to do is study flying or science, and maybe someday you could be the first astronaut to walk on the moon. No! There already was an astronaut who first walked on the moon. Well, no, not really. Um, that wasn't real. Uh, see, there was this thing called the Cold War, and in order to beat the Russians, we kind of faked that. That never happened. Abs and a six pack. It's Abs in a Six Pack, broadcasting live on a Wednesday night, joined by Mr. Metis of the Fun Fact Friday podcast. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's a, it's a, it's a national treasure. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> we got, uh, we're talking about the moon. If you didn't, couldn't tell from the intro, we're talking about the moon landing. The totally 100% real moon landing. It was totally real. And we're broadcasting live. This so. is a new live son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my soundbite for live streams. Nice. I'm sure doing it live was uh, was in there for a while. No, I it, I, I wanted it to be, but it was like everybody already had done that already. Oh, so yeah. I was like, when I heard Alex talking about how there's live HIV virus in the Pfizer vaccine, I was like, this is this works perfectly for a live. This broadcast. is a new live son of a bitch i'm gonna have to look that one up <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard that one yet oh <laughs> uh, yeah he was running around dc talking about uh I, I think dvorak played clips on uh no agenda of him talking about jesus and uh and whatnot it was from that day yeah dvorak's been playing playing alex jones lately yeah he's <laughs> dvorak's been on my beat man because i've been i've been on the interdimensional clockwork elves kick and now dvorak right started bringing those clips to no agenda. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like, doing? come on, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get some, some that's, ABS that's my... and a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so that's funny. my beat. <laughs> but yeah, you turned me on to that, uh, Capricorn one movie. Oh, and, yes. oh man, that was so good. If y'all had seen that. Hmm? So far ahead of its time. That movie was great. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was started watching it uh, while doing other stuff on my other monitor, and I ended up just moving it to my main monitor and watching it, and the other stuff just sat there. It's just CSS code; it can wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. No, it's good though because it's like I I wanna I might be wrong on this, but I think 1978 is when it came out. I think 77, but yeah, give or take a year. <laughs> so less than a decade before the. Or, sorry, less than a decade after the actual moon landing, they were already on to it. Oh yeah, yeah, and this it so much of it rang, rings true with the 
you know, all, all you gotta do is kill a couple people and you know, everything is status quo, you know, <laughs> just gotta take yeah, out and, the right and people it, or uh, silence the right people. It's, it goes, it, it, it kind of, I mean, obviously it's fictional, but it, it kind of debunks the whole like, well, how could you keep that many people silent? argument you know because because it's it's uh it's all compartmentalized yeah yeah just like have you seen um uh or cube or it might have been cube two you ever seen that movie i saw cube but it's been so long i barely remember um they were talking i think it was cube two they were talking about um you know who who builds something like this some evil you know whatever it's like no like a a hundred different companies make a hundred different parts Right. And then there's one guy who puts it all together and, you know, you don't have to, and I'm not, a, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a middle, it depends on how long it's been out, basically. Um, <laughs> something's been out a long time, but they talk about, you know, you think vaccines are going to be poison, some evil person. I'm like, hey, one person comes in with something and drops a, you know, a 20 ounce bottle of something poison into that huge vat of whatever they're making. Yeah. One person could screw up an entire country's worth of shots of anything, not even just vaccines. Somebody could screw up everything. Just one person just has to be the right person. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, even Reuters and AP are admitting that most of the polio cases worldwide are now caused by Bill Gates polio vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So So it's, it doesn't take, and like I said, it does not take a, a whole huge organization to do the bad part of it. You just convince everybody else they're doing something good and normal and their job looks good and normal to them. Um, just get hyper-specialized people and then there, there you go. You know, you get one bad person can ruin it all at the right step in the line. And you just got to find that right step and find out what motivates that person, whether it be, hey, I'll give you a million bucks if you, you know, drop this into that vat or I'll kill your wife if you don't do it, you know. You just got to find what motivates them. <laughs> right. Yeah, up. that's true. Yeah. And, and then in, in uh, Capricorn one, which I'm assuming is kind of similar to what happened in the actual moon mission, you had a ton of NASA people in Houston watching mm-hmm. the, in Capricorn one, it was the Mars mission monitoring it, running all their diagnostics and all that on all these computers. And it was only one guy that actually took the, put in the effort to do a scan. If you remember, he, he was yep. like, mm-hmm. the signal is coming from, Something's you know, less weird. than 300 miles away. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. That computer's broken. Just use yeah. a different computer. <laughs> so no, I ran yeah. something on my own and then, but, you know, yeah, but the rest of them, you know, all <laughs> just kind of went along with it and didn't know anything was going on. So, well, mo- most people, um, that I know anyway, uh, most of the industries I've been in don't, they, they get tunnel vision on what they're doing. I mean, even something as simple as, you know, waiting tables, the waiters waited tables. And the only time they ever really needed to interact with back of the house was if they needed something, you know? So like something could be crazy going on in the back of the house and they wouldn't even know. They're just trying to get their plates to their tables. You know, everybody gets hyper-focused on their task. Oh yeah. We had the, uh, we had working at a small, it wasn't a chain restaurant. It was just like a, you know, independently owned restaurant. About a year ago, we had the uh, the fr- the uh, not the fryers, but the grill. All of a sudden, the back of it, <clears throat> where the gas uh, gets hosed in, 
all of a sudden caught fire and there's a big fire in the back and I'm looking at it thinking and a couple of us are looking at it thinking like I don't know how this caught fire but I mean this place could fucking blow this place could, this could yeah. blow up if if somebody doesn't like I right, we ended up just pouring a bunch of uh, flour on it to put it out but it was like yeah. the whole place could blow if that gas pipe gets going the, and me and while we're mm-hmm. all worried about that the servers and the waitresses were all uh wondering where their orders were yeah <laughs> bro table six flying yeah <laughs> that's exactly what was happening 30 yeah. seconds we got a fire <laughs> i need my order right now <laughs> yeah anyway you know, uh, that, that industry 30 seconds means any given amount of time so <laughs> yeah yeah the food service industry is a weird one i've off and on worked in it and i don't know i'm not too big of a fan but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time there, but I think it was the people that I worked with. We had a real yeah. It's, it's like I've had group. like my last job in it was great, and that's just because of the people I worked with. Uh, yeah, I could never be a server though. Oh, I loved it. I, see, I loved it. I made bank. Really? Yeah. I yeah, I, I, I know of, I have several friends that are bartenders and they make good money. But I was uh, at Outback back in early two thousands, like two thousand one, two thousand two, and I was making twenty bucks an hour just waiting tables. I was good at it, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I only got 20 hours a week though. So <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Supplement it with a second job. Well, uh, back, uh, back to the topic at hand, we got the, uh, the moon mission and just to, just to, as a palate, as a little palate taste for us. Uh, George Carlin was on the reading caboose back in the day. That was pretty good. The ring caboose has arrived. I'm Conductor Clark. And I'm Ms. Janice. Hey, who wants to learn about the letter H? I do, I do! Hmm, now what can we do with the letter H? We can hula hoop. Or? Create a massive global hoax. (laughs) What Ernie's referring to is the Apollo 11 moon landing that supposedly supposedly took place on July 20th, 1969. To quote Neil Armstrong, this is one small step for man. And one giant lie to mankind. Hi, Tickle Taker Sam. Sam's been riding the rails ever since mean old Microsoft stole his formula for Windows 95. Hey, Sam, I hear you've got a story for the kids. I sure do, Miss Janice, and it's a real whiz-banger. Once upon a time, there was a president named Kennedy. I promised to put a man on the moon before the end of the decade. Mr. President, didn't you also promise civil rights? That's another story, Trevor. Now excuse me while I go sleep with Judith Exner. Meanwhile, poor inept NASA couldn't get a rocket into space. So they turned to Plan B. I'm LBJ. The end of the decade is here, and there's still no Americans on the moon. Those Ruskies are going to beat us to it. I'll help you, Mr. President. Who the hell are you? I'm Stanley Kubrick, and I'll use the tricks I learned while filming the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, to fake a moon landing. 
and we're the mafia, and we'll fund your scam to build a secret soundstage in Las Vegas. Good. While people think they're in space, we'll keep the astronauts busy with whores and gambling. Then we'll pay them off, or brainwash them, or kill them. The end. Uh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't found that. To, I had a uh, found that one on BitChute. It's some. I, it looks like a Mad TV type thing, but I don't know what it was. It looked like '80s, maybe. Right. Reading Caboose. Yeah. Re- <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, George Carlin's awesome, but uh, I don't know. I got a I got a handful of of. Uh, Clips, but the problem I ran into was obviously with an audio only podcast, most of the moon landing uh, evidence as to it being sketchy is right. all visual. It is. I, I ran so, into that too. I've been listening to um, listening to a lot of material, like while I was at my day job today and and yesterday, and uh, he kept referencing stuff because it was an audio feed of a YouTube channel. Right. And he kept, and I kept, oh man, I wish I could see what he's talking about. And I had to go back and look it up. <laughs> yeah, because there, there's so much, um, there's so much of it that's you like you have to see to believe, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, guess uh, uh, as about. a weird anecdote, <clears throat> my dad was running a web, uh, several websites for this guy out of Nashville back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this multimillionaire in Nashville, and he was the guy that did all the, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon and like five other moon landing hoax documentaries. My dad ran moonmovies.com and all that back in the day. Okay. Yeah. He was, he was a dude named Ben doing all that. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up meeting like after my parents moved, I like in storage, there was God, like 50 boxes of moon hoax DVDs. Oh, wow. That I had in storage, <laughs> and I had to go meet Bart Sabrell. I don't know if you know who that is, but Joe yeah, Rogan yeah. had dinner with him, and like he's been brought up on Rogan a lot because Rogan used to be big into the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, <laughs> this guy that Buzz Aldrin punched in the face yeah. he's going around trying to get all the astronauts to put their hand on the Bible and swear they've been to the moon. Yeah, and they all did it, right? Because... Because, you know, <laughs> well, Buzz didn't. Buzz posted. There was <laughs> yeah, a couple that swore, and then, like, I think it was probably 70, 80% of them just punched Bart, or not punched. Buzz was the only one that punched him, but most of them refused. Yeah, they refused. But anyway, yeah, him. I met Bart because, so Bart lives in Nashville, and I ended up ship, like uh, driving all those DVDs over to him <laughs> and met him that way. And that dude was crazy. Awesome. He was talking about how Planet <laughs> Planet X, Bart Sabrell was like, yeah. And this was like 2015, if I had to guess, maybe. Bart was like uh, maybe 14 even, I don't know. But so uh, I yeah, did. I met Bart. The, the the first time I met Bart Sabrell, he was going on about how Planet X, Planet Nibiru is going to crash into Earth in 2016 and destroy yeah. Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We uh so on Fun Fact Friday tonight we did space was our was our topic. And space I Force. Was having, yeah, space Force. I was having trouble keeping the you know the kids show atmosphere and you you know not veering into what we're talking about now you know. Right. <laughs> we were talking about the moon and I actually mentioned Planet X because uh it's in the you know Planet Nine is what they call it. 
Um, it's an outer, way outer orbit. It swings through our solar system every however many years. And yeah. um, of course, that feeds the the Nibiru crashing into Earth thing. So, but yeah, it's just funny. My daughter wanted to do space tonight, and now I'm here doing this with the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she picked the space topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, oh, that's I think funny. Chat room. Yeah, I, I've it. listened to the last like three or four episodes. I haven't. I missed uh, tonight's stream, so I'm excited. Well, to hear yeah, that. you were you were busy prepping for this, so. I jump straight from that to this. Just move the mic over to a more comfortable spot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, do you want to dig into your clips, or I, I got plenty of I can go through mine if you want to wait well, on that. I say, my clips. Uh, the main, the the biggest thing to me um, is the Van Allen belt. Right. Um, Van Allen belt is. I guess I, I can kind of do my clips. Um, NASA zero one. Uh, NASA Van Allen, and uh, they kind of go through. As we get further away from Earth, we'll pass through the Van Allen belts, an area of dangerous radiation. Radiation like this could harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on Orion. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. Hang on. Okay, so I that, I have that clip too. Yeah, that's a yeah. classic. Uh, <laughs> that's a good. That's, he's 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 talking about Project Orion. Right. Um, the clip Project Orion is um a really good explanation of what what that is. Project Orion was greenlit, uh, I think now three years ago, and it was a project. Where NASA said, look, the Van Allen belts are these electromagnetic belts that protect us from all the coronal mass ejections from the sun, plus a bunch of other debris coming in from outside space. And it fends it off. It, it vibrates it, burns it, what have you. And we've never, again, you've never had a coronal mass ejection happen on the, on the planet Earth and have a whole part of Earth get scorched. So they've never failed us, which means they are extremely powerful. So anybody who tries to say that they're not powerful is just absolutely absent in the knowledge of um, how the sun works, how heat comes to Earth, what our atmosphere is capable of defending us against, and what the Van Allen belts do. But what was Project Orion's objective? You can go look this shit up. Go watch the fucking trailers on YouTube, right? Their objective was to put human flesh through the Van Allen belts in a way that the human didn't die. That's NASA's mission statement for that particular project. And it's a project that should be still going to this day, but it doesn't exist anymore. Why doesn't it exist? Well, they immediately announced to the public that the first few missions are going to be manless, right? And so they're going to put the put this capsule up there, see what the radiation was internally to see what their ability to shield radiation from the astronauts inside all I can say is it must have been so unbelievably lethal that when they looked at the technology that we have in the public domain, that we're going to allow into the public domain, and the radiation readings on the inside of this place, inside of this capsule, it must have been so lethal that they gave up because they canceled the project. Either that or someone said, who the fuck made this a public project? You just admitted we didn't go to the moon. Who let this through? Yeah, bingo. So, yeah, bingo. <laughs> and and I mean, not even talking about like let's let's say 
that the radiation is not as bad as uh, this guy. Uh, this was Deep Thoughts. Um, that's, I listened to that guy probably six hours in the last two days. Um, he's got a lot about the moon. Um, even if it's not as lethal as, as he's saying it is, it's still going to erase the film in that color camera they took up there. Right. You know, a little bit yeah. of Marie Curie put the... Like putting a magnet old, to a hard drive. Right. Or, you know, old film, if you put some what uh, uranium on it, it overexposes it. Just the radiation coming off the, you know, the uranium. Or uh, uranium? I don't know. One of those radioactive metals. And, Uranus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uranus. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my daughter kept saying that during the, the podcast tonight, and I was trying so hard not to crack up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, they had to know it was funny when they named oh, yeah. Uranus. Absolutely. Did you have a, just a little sidebar? Uh, did you listen to that Larry show this week? The Christmas star one or whatever it was? The traveling one. He no, was, no. Uh, I, apparently a guy I might out, uh, out west somewhere. Um, no, it was up in the, I don't remember where it was. Uh, Ozarks. He got met. He got a, he had a, a strip club and the strip club got shut down by the city or the town. They didn't like it being there. So he opened up this tourist attraction called Uranus Town or something like that. Oh, wait. No, yeah. Okay. You heard I did about hear that? about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Larry. I love Larry's episode about, about uh, the obelisk that's been popping up everywhere. Oh, man. He had, one, he had one line in that that it was so funny. It was something along the lines of, uh, hey, you know, if something... If something doesn't work, keep doing it. <laughs> God, I can't remember. It's like, oh, God. He's that a legend, man. I like, love every time he comes on my show. I have such a good time with Larry. He's great. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed his. I'm uh, really enjoyed his show. He's a national <laughs> yeah, treasure. He is. <laughs> so this, um, the, the Van Allen belt is the main sticking point for me. Um, I could not find the clip because, honestly, finding clips of some of this stuff is is ridiculously hard. Um. But basically, there was a clip of somebody from NASA saying, you know, well, um, you know, the Van Allen belt's there. And they're like, well, why wasn't the Van Allen belt a problem back in the 60s and 70s? And they were like, well, we didn't know it existed. Or we didn't know it did. <laughs> we didn't know that the radiation was that bad or, you know, something like right. that. Something like we didn't know about it. <laughs> so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Curry uh, back I guess it was probably a year ago or more, whenever Trump's, this will be coming up soon. I have some clips from this, but Trump announced like they're going to put the first women, woman on the moon. And uh, Curry had this whole presentation about the moon that Dvorak, of course, kind of shrugged off. But he uh, he had a a handful of of clips about the, the Van Allen belts. And uh, God... I shouldn't have smoked before this. What were you just talking about? Van Allen Bell. Uh, it's not. We didn't know about it. Maybe that's where I heard it. I may have heard it on No Agenda. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought. But anyway, yeah. Edit this out and post. That's that's the key. <laughs> Do you have a set button on your uh, on your MIDI controller there? <laughs> I don't even have a MIDI controller. Oh, uh, okay. We'll talk about uh, it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's move on to, are you down and move on to clip two? Yeah. 
But we're also really pushing the boundaries in terms of where we're going forward with exploration. I think uh, humans are naturally driven to do this. And this is really the beginning, I think, of human beings leaving low Earth orbit. I certainly plan on being around to see that. The uh, lower. <laughs> there you go. The beginning of leaving low Earth orbit. Yeah. The beginning of leaving low Earth orbit. I'd like to see Bill Nye the Science Guy like debate people on this topic. I think he has. I think I saw that on YouTube. Obviously, I didn't click on it because I can't stand that man. But um, <laughs> and I think he has done a debunking video of the moon landing hoaxes. Yeah, but a debunk. Yeah, he didn't debate anybody directly oh, though. Like, no. do, like you have to be such a horrible scientist. Who he's not even a scientist, but you no like. <laughs> He lost a debate to Ken Ham, who was a young Earth creationist that believes the Earth is 6,000 years old. Yeah. He, I mean, Ken Ham bodied Bill Nye in that debate, which just goes to show you how shitty Bill Nye is. I, okay, so I didn't like a lot of what Bill Nye was saying long before I saw this, but he lost absolutely 100% all credibility with me on anything to do with the climate the second oh. I saw him selling solar cells. It's like, yeah, of course, if you invested in this solar cell company and you're doing ads for them, why am I going to believe anything you say about uh, about climate? Because you're just trying to sell solar solar panels. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I want to do a whole episode on climate change at some point because there's so much there. But yeah, I, I remember being like being forced to watch Bill Nye in school. No, and it man, was be, Bill Nye, Nye, the science guy. Bill, Bill, Bill. Like whenever the... <laughs> Right. Whenever the teacher just wanted to have like an easy day where they didn't have to work, it would be like, all right, we're going to put on Bill Nye for you. Man, your teacher sucked. We got to watch like the Mario Brothers movie and stuff in my class, <laughs> which was great when you're in sixth grade, but <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. I know. Is right? that the one with John Goodman? Uh, no, it is. Um, oh God, I can't remember. Live action, right? Yeah, it's live action. John Leguizamo was the, um, was Luigi. Okay. And God, I cannot remember Mario's name. The guy's dead now. Um, Bill Hoskins, Haskins, something. I don't know. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have like to go back and watch that. Internet and movie database. I just remember yeah. the Goombas looked like nothing like they should. Yeah, everything was was wrong. Everything was wrong with that movie. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I was also sixth grade. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. sixth grade is like when you find out. Uh, sixth grade is like when bad movies seem really good, and and when you discover how awesome porn is. That's like sixth, seventh grade. Let me think. Yeah, sixth, seventh. Because uh, I got my first computer with internet access. Ninety six. Um, and I was one of the first people in my class to have it, and I had man, I was selling floppy disks. With Anna Nicole Smith on them for like Floppies. 10 bucks. Yeah. Floppy just like seven <laughs> JPEGs, seven JPEGs, 10 bucks. That's awesome. But people paid it because they didn't have internet, you know? That's so. yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember. Yeah. I, floppy disks. I, I remember playing like early video games on floppy mm -hmm. disks. Yeah. And still, I, Doom, I mean, I Doom was, was four a little kid. Like, wow. This game's huge. <laughs> Doom's good. The new Dooms are pretty good too. I, I just got a computer that can run it, and um, I got the whatever the newest one is, where he goes to heaven. I um, I, I barely know. played the I played the like Doom from uh two thousand 
whatever 16, it was, 16 17, or whatever, something like that. 17, yeah. but I haven't played the newest one other than in passing. Oh, yeah. I just got, I just dropped about two grand on a new computer and I was like, I need something that, you know, <laughs> that looks amazing on it. So. Cyberpunk 77. I got it. I have yeah, not had a, I, I have I not just have seen uh, all these trans activists saying there's not enough trans representation in Cyberpunk 77. I was yeah, like, they, they fixed that. They oh, made they it did? to where, yeah, you can customize um, breasts and genitals. Um, <laughs> you can completely customize them so you can put whatever you want on whatever you want. Um, <laughs> and I did not know that before I even started the game, I was going to see some Cyberdong. Um, I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. <laughs> I'm with you there, Alex. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's got it's got nudity before you even start the game, um, fully Hell customizable yeah. nudity. Um, so yeah, I only yeah, I heard you that. get to a, you you said you get to adjust penis size. I've heard about that. Yes, and uh, cut and uncut. Can you adjust vagina size? Um, I don't. I think so. I think you can, <laughs> and you can also change the hair situation. Um, if you like a little lightning bolt or heart, uh, it's, you know. Wow. <laughs> I didn't spend a lot else. of time on that part. I just kind of, <laughs> I was like, come on now. Yeah, I mean, what? how much of the gameplay factors in? Like, how much is, like, a dick flopping around in the game to even for that to matter? I have not seen it yet. But that okay. uh, that being said, I've only played maybe two hours into the game. Because gotcha. with, with the kid, you know, I got to make sure she's asleep before I play it. Or I got a yeah, lot of I would imagine yeah. with that kind of a game. Yeah. Yeah. The violence doesn't bother me. It's the, uh, that, that kind of content that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just that's what, uh, that's, that was have. the problem with, um, uh, God, what Mass Effect. How was that? A, was that an issue in that one? I never played the Mass Effect games. It was just like you could, like, if you, if you were like, uh, sneaky enough or not sneaky, what's the right word? If you played your cards right, you could basically sleep with a lot of the characters in the game, and they'd have oh, sex right. scenes. Like you could fuck aliens and stuff. Oh, nice! Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the, the Captain Kirk dream right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Low Earth orbit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they talk a lot about like the astronauts nowadays talk a lot about uh, not being able to get out of low Earth orbit. And uh, play play clip three real quick. Uh, the plan that NASA has is to build a rocket called SLS, which is a heavy lift rocket. It's something that is that is much bigger than what we have today, and it will be able to launch the Orion capsule with humans on board, as well as uh, landers or other uh, components to via, to destinations beyond Earth orbit. Right now, we only can fly in Earth orbit. That's the farthest that we can go. We only can fly in Earth orbit. That's the farthest that we can go. And this new system that we're building is going to allow us to go beyond and hopefully take humans into the solar system to explore. So the moon, Mars, asteroids, there's a lot of destinations that we could go to, and we're building these building block components in order to allow us to do that eventually. 1969. Incredible. 1969, they strapped some dudes onto a big-ass explosive device. Run with the computing power of less than a modern-day pocket calculator. And, um, yeah, they just decided to just, you know, pull the trigger on that. And here you go, guys. Why don't you bust through that Van Allen belt, get radiated, and then we'll, uh, we'll land you on the moon. 
then and and the, our our lander is so advanced that it's going to come down with a thruster and that thruster is not going to disturb a single grain of sand on the moon when it lands not a single grain of sand is going to kick up and land on those legs it really um, is so much like capricorn <laughs> 1 except the only difference is in capricorn 1 they had to kill the astronauts because the uh because of the failure going back into into earth's orbit and then in real life you know it, they made it back and then neil armstrong and buzz aldrin and all them did that press conference where if you go back and watch it i'll try to put it in the show notes i'll find it and put it in there where they they just look super depressed where they're just sitting there and they're like yeah yeah we went to the moon. and then there's their stories don't add up where it's like nope. neil armstrong says the stars were I, I i might be getting it mixed up but one of them said the stars were so incredible and vivid from the moon like way crazier than anything you can see from earth and the other two astronauts are like oh you couldn't see any stars <laughs> it's weird right. that you couldn't see any stars <laughs> yeah and uh, there was also one of them said uh yeah it was it was so loud um when the rockets were firing and stuff and then the other one was like you can't hear anything in space it was it was totally silent in and space so, no one right. can hear you cream <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds. So my wife has never seen Alien. So Wait, really? oh yeah, I just dude. My found until this out uh, yeah, until about uh, two weeks ago, my wife hadn't seen any of the Alien movies. We did a marathon, including Prometheus and the new one. See, I think she's seen. I think she watched Prometheus with me, but I don't think she's she's never seen the original trilogy. So right. I, you know, I got got copies of that, and uh, you know, we got the big screen, so we're gonna. Make a make a night of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, the the low Earth orbit um, that takes me to let's see, um, yeah, clip four. Let's go ahead and do clip four. But here's what they really had for protection. Obviously, the only shielding they had was the literally paper thin outer hull of aluminum, and their suits consisting of glass fiber, some aluminum fibers and silicon rubber. It's very interesting concerning radiation that the astronauts were protected by a thin film of aluminum when here on Earth they put a lead shield on us when they take a dental x-ray. In conclusion, when... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good... Yeah, you look at the, the old pictures of the lunar lander, and we'll get into this later. Gus Grisham really talked shit about him uh, before he died. Those pictures of the lunar landers, it was like, it literally is like cardboard and tinfoil that shit was made out of. Yeah. Yeah. What get, what really gets me is the pictures from the moon, man. You, you're seeing this stuff up there. And the sand is so fine that they said that they were it was getting everywhere. Right? And they're kicking it up and it's everywhere. And there's not a speck on the lander. Like, yeah. there's not a single speck of this dust that was, if that thruster was kicking up that much, you know, because they had the video of them landing with the, the dust coming out and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where, where did it land on the lander? Did they, did they like blow, you know, use a air? What? Oh God. What's that thing called? The air blower thing that you use air hose. Good God. Oh um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, Same. Did they use an air hose and blow it off before they got out? You know, it's, uh, it's so clean and there's a, that, uh, the, the temperature differences up there. It's supposed to be 280 degrees in the sun and negative 280 
in the shade. And it's like, right. uh, that camera that they're using couldn't do that, man. You know? Yeah. And they, then <laughs> the, there's a lot of stuff that's like easily weird. Like when you look at it, like the light, it's multiple light sources where the shadows are going in different directions and, you know, all the, the flag being down and then like it's blowing in the wind later. And it's like, there's supposed to be no wind on the moon and then yeah. different, you know, they're supposedly on different chunks of the moon, but the backdrop looks exactly the same. Mm. One that um, gets me about the backdrop is the earth. Okay. If you look at, if you go, go, if you're listening to this, go look at a picture of where they landed on the moon. There's a pictures out there where it like shows where the, th the landing spots are. If the moon is in geosynchronous orbit orbit with the earth and the face is always facing the same way where they landed, they would have to look straight up to see the earth. And yet in those pictures, the earth is like right over the horizon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've never even thought about that, but yeah, you're right because <laughs> they landed on, you're totally right because they landed on the middle of the area that shows. Sea of Tranquility. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah because it, we're, if, if, uh, if you're listening, you don't realize this, we only ever see one side of the moon. That's why if we did go in 1969, there's definitely a base on the dark side because the way it, the earth is rotating the opposite direction that the moon is while simultaneously the moon rotates around the earth. That's why we only see the same side of the moon at all times from any part of the earth you're on. So you actually have to fly out into space to see the dark side of the moon and go back behind it. So if we, if we went, we definitely have a moon base up there by now. But yeah, uh, that is, that is a, a little qualifier. I probably should have put this at the beginning. I'm talking about the moon landing that was televised. Do I think that we've been to the moon? Absolutely. Right. But I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, I think honestly that we have um, bases on the moon. Do you know how many people go missing in America every year? It's in the hundred thousands. Yeah. So I, there's I, people. But what? Okay. So they, fill me they in. How does that tie into the moon? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm uh, I'm Mr. Smart Guy over here, right? You know, and I'm I'm getting scouted by NASA. And they're like, here's the thing. We are going to send you to a base, but you can never come back, number one. And uh, number two, you're going to be doing some stuff that, that you won't even believe. And these people are like, you know, well, that sounds really cool. And they're like, okay, well, let's sign you up. And they sign them up and they uh, disappear them. And boom, they're working on the moon. You know? I like this. I like this idea. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because a lot of the people that... that you know, disappear. They're adults, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, they just disappeared." We are uh, missing yeah, person. That's but a good they're point. An adult person, so um, you could, if if you got recruited by the right three letter agency, you could, you know, oh, that's just a missing person. We're not going to look into it. You know, <laughs> it's pretty easy yeah. to disappear a person if you got the right uh, government agencies behind you. So it, oh, it right. wouldn't be too hard. And then you know, you could have multi generational stuff. You know, you. Have a kid up on the moon, and boom, you got a you know moon kid, moon kid, <laughs> next next generation of next generation of workers there. Uh, all right, I got a handful of clips, so I'll start moving through right. them. Uh, the, this is the fortieth moon anniversary. Uh, one of the NASA guys talking about the problems they ran into. Uh, this moment in time was historical, and uh, that I would remember it uh, for my lifetime, and I have. Uh, when, when Armstrong came out on the porch, 
He pulled a D-ring, which opened a, a, a door, a large door, that had the camera mounted on it. So when the door swung out, the camera was positioned so it saw the, uh, the ladder, and that's how that image was taken. There was a, a, a great deal of concern, although we were, were totally elated, the, the, the camera worked, but what we saw at that point was rather disturbing uh, because it was not what we had simulated, and we knew we had a problem. And uh, that would uh, concern me for some 40 years. So that's what I experienced at that point in time, and that's what I remember. So let me turn it back to Dick. Thanks, Dan. Um, in, in following up with what Stan said, this was a one-time event, as you all know. I support shuttle now. I support external tank television now at Goddard. It kind of sounds like uh, Elliot, that dude from Capricorn One, same kind of cadence where he's like, uh, sir, we have a, like, I know this can't be right. My calculations are showing right. the broadcast is coming from 200 miles away and not from Mars. Yeah. It, so, it's this, it, That guy was like, basically, he said, yeah, we had a camera that was supposed to swing out from, from the rover when it landed on the moon. And what we saw was nothing like what our simulations showed we were supposed to see okay so um do you think that the astronauts you know aldrin and them do you think that they were in on it all or do you think that they were sent somewhere and to go through the whole thing and or what what do you think that the situation oh, like was do you them? think they were sent somewhere to they make them think they actually were on the moon yeah that would be harder to pull off than to just threaten them I it think wouldn't. it's more of a Capricorn One situation. I keep hate. I hate to keep bringing it back to that movie, but that movie is no, so good. It's was, like, yeah, and I, okay, the fact that I'm 38 years old, I'm into this stuff, and I've never heard of it. You know what I mean? And it, right. it had some. It was good. I mean, it was not like some B movie that was just forgotten to the annals of history. This movie, I should have known about this movie. You know, at this point in my life, being into all the circles that I dig into on the midnight on. YouTube back before YouTube censored all this crap. I only know um, about it because my dad was <laughs> running those moon landing hoax websites for uh, Bart Sabrell and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't understand how this, like Wag the Dog. People like, I think I remember a movie like Wag the Dog, but Wag the Dog was so on point. Right. So it, it's interesting how they'll suppress certain, certain things if it's a little too on the nose, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie, yeah. That, that movie was so good and nobody's heard about it but it here's an interesting anecdote i i had not researched the moon landing stuff in years and i started on my laptop digging in uh on DuckDuckGo to a bunch of different moon landing stuff in preparation for this episode and within a day within 24 hours and it's still going on now the Google news stories that pop up on my smartphone are all about space now. All of them. And that did not start happening until on my laptop I started researching the moon hoax. Now, hold on a second. You and I have been discussing this on the tweeters. Right. On the, the direct messages. So I'm pretty sure Twitter and Google's do the talking. Okay. Well, you're right about that. That's true because so, that was on my phone most of it. Yeah. 
So, Wait, the yeah, moon it's... stuff did not until I started researching it and talking to you about it. The moon, the space news stories were not there in my on my news feed on my smartphone, and now that's all there mm-hmm. is. Yep. <laughs> Super weird. When Leela comes up with an episode for Fun Fact Friday, I'll go and do searches for it and whatnot, and I I try really hard to like when I close Firefox, it completely wipes everything. Like I'm right. I start from scratch every time I open it. I use DuckDuckGo, I, but still, <clears throat> I need to get a pie hole or something that completely blocks all that stuff, but excuse me. It just blew my mind that it was like, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's connected to my IP address, I guess, and rather, I always kind of thought it was like device to device, but it's obviously not. No, it's, it's you've got a, you got a profile, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever downloaded your data from Google? No, I need to. I've I've gotten off with the Gmails and the everything like that. Yeah, I, the only Google own product server. I use is YouTube. I've gone to my own server um, for everything. I've got a news reader on there. I've got Voice over IP. I've got all my files are stored on my own server. Um, run my email. Well, if I don't it, have an online calendar. profile where they can track That's me, how am I ever going to get recruited to work on the moon base for NASA? Exactly. Yeah. You just gotta. I like trying to confuse the algorithms. That's one of my hobbies. <laughs> If you like, yeah, uh, you go and like a bunch of Biden stuff, and then go by like a bunch of Trump stuff. The <laughs> algorithm algorithms flip out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know uh, what to feed you. <laughs> as uh, Ari Shafir did that experiment years back, where he just for like a week only watched videos of puppies on YouTube, and then all his uh, recommendations on on YouTube and Twitter and all that were for puppies. Dog did shelters. Hear, did you hear about Target with the uh, pregnancy thing? No, fill me in. All right. So um, Target started sending mail to this guy's address talking about uh, prenatal vitamins and, and diapers and you know baby clothes and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, man, why are they sending me all this stuff? And essentially the daughter, um, his daughter had been buying prenatal vitamins or something from target with for her friend who was pregnant and it because target target okay so target tracks you as you go through their stores right when you walk in they've got their you know i don't know if it's facial recognition but it's it recognizes you okay big guy red shirt you know and it tracks where you go through the store so they can do their planograms and maximize their psyop against you um (laughs) but basically this and a lot of those stores to... also ping your uh, cell phone, your yep. Bluetooth or something to yep. like, yeah, yeah, to send you ads. device IDs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but basically, she had gone in and bought some stuff from the pregnancy section. So Target, and she used her Target card or she used a, a MVP, whatever their little card is they have, or the app or something like that. And it tagged her as being pregnant. So it started sending her dad all this you know pregnancy stuff or she used her dad's card or what anyway it was so that's <laughs> so crazy the dad like flipped out and and she's like no i'm a virgin and he's like oh you're pregnant blah blah, blah. it was I, I think that's how the story went or no 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 strike all of that from the record <laughs> target knew this chick was pregnant before she did based on oh shit the, what she was buying that yeah that was it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was buying stuff that 
people who are pregnant by and their algorithm determined that she was pregnant. That was, which is even more amazing in my opinion. She yeah. wasn't even buying like prenatal vitamins or anything like that. It was just her profile of buying, I don't know, pickles and hot sauce or, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever early pregnancy women buy determined wow. that she was pregnant before she was, before she knew she was. Yeah. If you can send me that after this episode, I'd love yeah, to put I'll that find in the show it. notes. Cause I'll that's some, it, cause that's a cool thing. Yeah. I, oh. I completely botched the first part of that. I couldn't remember the story. No, that's, <laughs> a, that's wild. It doesn't surprise so. <laughs> me, but it's, that's a, that's something that I think people be interested in looking at. Uh, here's Owen Benjamin, just a little rant he had on the moon. They're, they're making you believe in something ridiculous. They're like, Oh no. I mean, the budget committee, $60 million a day isn't enough to do what they seamlessly did in 1969. And then they went back and drove some rovers around on it with a guy named Buzzed, <laughs> who happens to be a fall-down drunk whose mom committed suicide the same year that they went to the space, allegedly, and her name was Moon. The more absurd it is, the more they control your mind. Government. Government. Mentality. Ment. Look at the root word of ment. And this will still work on people. So I uh, I watched a documentary about how Kubrick and I don't buy into the Kubrick narrative necessarily, but no, after know. watching two thousand one recently, I could see it. But there's not much evidence there. There's a little yeah. bit, but there's not much. But I watched this documentary called Kubrick, and this was uh, the first clip I pulled from In that. In six days, God created the heavens and the earth. On the seventh day, Stanley Kubrick sent everything back for modifications. So wrote a critic. One year after the death of the famous director, who now rests in peace in the garden of his home just outside London, his wife Christiane and Jan Harlan, his production manager and Christiane's brother, spoke to us about the filming of Barry Lyndon. Stanley was very much trying to photograph Barry Lyndon so that the atmosphere of the 18th century should be retained on the screen. He loved those paintings from the period. Uh, and um, he didn't know exactly how to do it. There is no camera built for this. So he was looking desperately for faster lenses to shoot a scene at candlelight. He contacted as many people as possible whenever he needed to know something. And then he hit, it because of an article in a, in, uh, in a science magazine, on this Zeiss lens, it turned out that NASA was the original customer of Zeiss. And Stanley then said, well, let me speak to them and see whether we could test it. Let, let me worry about that. And um, it finally worked. For 25 years, critics have been asking one question about the stunning visuals of Barry Lyndon. Why did NASA's top officials and Werner von Braun, the father of space conquest, agree to lend Stanley Kubrick this famous camera and its legendary lens, eh? the only one of its kind in the world? This unique lens had been a jealously guarded secret since its conception. Worth millions of dollars, it was the only lens capable of filming spy satellites in pitch darkness. On January the 1st, 2001, Christian Kubrick began looking through the late director's archives. There, buried under a mountain of documents, she discovered a file bearing the White House logo and stamped Top Secret. In it was the answer to that question. I don't know. Yeah. 
the Kubrick thing, I didn't lean, lend any credence to until I watched this documentary, and I'm still not sold on it, but I do, I've always loved the idea of it, of Kubrick faking the, the moon. But uh, in, in, I'll end the episode with my old <clears throat> no agenda mix. Uh, one of the lyrics in there was, uh, the moon landing proved Stanley Kubrick wasn't that great because <laughs> it looked so bad, you know? <laughs> Um, that deep thoughts radio, uh, that I've been listening to, apparently, uh, that guy <clears throat> has actually been in contact with Kubrick's, one of his kids. And, um, he doesn't, now that he's talked to the kids and run some histories and they've dug into it, he doesn't feel like Kubrick was actually the one doing the filming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe he consulted, um, right. Cause potato, potato though. Yeah, so I mean, it, plausible deniability. Oh no, I was in Italy when that happened. Right. You know. Well, I don't. I I have no idea if Kubrick <laughs> so, was involved at all, but I did like. I do like the idea. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's such a tangled web, and um, yeah, it's it's so much fun to to speculate and look at all the different little things like the the one I couldn't get a clip of, um, because honestly, the audio was just so bad. It was from, I think it was from the BBC or something. Um, you can find it on archive.org. It's, if you type in moon landing band, I think. Um, it's not the greatest video, but uh, basically the video of them recording the earth from outside of the the window, the round window. And they supposedly had the camera up against the window. Oh yeah, Bart Sabrell in his movie really covered that where it looks they it looks like they're putting the the thing of the earth was just like a pasted to the window. It wasn't actually yeah, they, Well, like I said, um they they're the going theory is that they were in orbit, which is it's not hard to do. You know, you just get enough thrust to get up there the right spot and there you go. But um if you look at the the footage, the earth you're not seeing continents. You're not seeing continents. You're not seeing, and apparently they took a crescent piece of paper and stuck it to one side to make it look like the dark side and the light side of the the earth. Mm-hmm. And apparently somebody walked in front of the camera because the camera was on the opposite side of the shuttle and shooting out that one window and they had completely darkened the entire thing. But it looked like, uh, you, you gotta go watch the video. Um, yeah, I've seen it. No, yeah, Bart, yeah, Bart Sabrell so like spent like forty five minutes during his one of his documentaries because he had several just deconstructing that one piece of footage. Okay, yeah, because it really it looks like somebody walked in front of the outside. It looks like they, like you said, they're they're looking out the sh- they're filming out from the window towards Earth, and it looked like somebody walked between Earth and the outside of the sh- the shuttle. Yeah, did you see when they flipped the lights on? Uh, remind me. It's been a while. Okay, so like the full clip, because they started recording um, the the Earth from out, you know, they just stuck the camera against the window is what they said. But the camera was across the, the shuttle, pointing at a round window that was looking at the Earth, but just a small portion of it. Um, <laughs> but then they turned, they had all the lights off, so it would be, look like space around Earth. But then they turned the lights on. Yeah. And the astronauts okay, are just this is, yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> sitting there. And they're like, did we get the shot? It's like, yeah, we got it. Yeah, they'll cut it up and blah, 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 blah. And there was somebody um, 
you can actually hear somebody in the radio telling them how to get the shot to make it look right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, oh so God. if that video exists, okay, throw out everything else, right? Okay, throw out everything else. If that video exists of them faking a shot of the earth, why would you believe anything else that comes from them? Right. Well, that's, I have friends who are flat earthers and I'm not a flat earther, but I can't even blame them because it's like NASA has lied about so much. They fake six moon missions. I don't blame you for thinking they're lying about the earth being round, honestly. I 100% believe the earth is flat. I also 100% believe the earth is round. I also 100% <laughs> believe the earth is hollow and there are, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, backtrack. hang on. You 100% believe it's flat and 100% believe it's round? Yes. Oh, I depends see what you're who, saying because it depends it's, on who I talk. I'm talking to, and okay. none of this stuff influences the way I vote, so it shouldn't matter to you, right? Well, it can be <laughs> flat and round, right? <laughs> like not? a pizza. Yeah. Well, there's one model that I saw that. Okay, so like the outside. Think of like a. Um, okay, you take a flat table, right, and then you drop a big metal ball. And it makes an indent, right, mm -hmm. like a semicircle indent, and then, um take another ball and push it up un from underneath and warp it again. So there's a curvature, but the curvature goes down and then back up the walls. Right. So it's like a, a wave. And <laughs> that would explain the curvature and the earth being like a flat on a table. So there you go. <laughs> no, I, <Yeah>, I, <laughs> I like stories. I like stories. Um, I believe that Bilbo Baggins uh, went to Smaug's lair and saw all that gold. I believe all these things because it makes life more interesting. Oh, did you know that Kim Jong Un found a um, found a cave full of unicorns? People say he's lying, but I believe him because that <laughs> makes life more interesting. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, yeah, I could I could talk about flat Earth all day. I like I know way too much about it. For someone who doesn't believe in it, I know right. way too much Me about too. the theories because I, I have that rabbit a handful of friends that are legit legit flat earthers um it, it most of them are very into it's 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 usually a religious thing when it most of the with most of the flat earthers i know but i i, I love eddie bravo's way of explaining it because he's on joe rogan i think it was with him and alex jones it was like like alex and joe were like eddie why would they lie about the earth being round like why would they say why would they lie about it being flat and say it's round and eddie bravo was like think about it man if you're on a ball, you're nowhere. You're stuck. Yep. They don't want you to know there's more land out there. <laughs> yep. Have you ever seen the, the Admiral Bird clips about Flat Earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he flew, you know, past it. Or some people say it's because of the hollow Earth. And, you know, that Admiral Bird clip about him seeing the amazing land beyond mm -hmm. the poles was the flat yeah. earthers have grabbed onto Ice it. Ball. The hollow earthers have grabbed onto it. Everybody's grabbed onto that, and it's it's so entertaining. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've that's one of the that's one of the holes. best. Yeah, I I uh, I look at flat Earth. It's like I. It's not like I don't believe in it, but I look at it the same way as I do. Like people that deny that the Holocaust happened, in in and I and hear me out that I don't, I don't look at it the same. And as far as like a belief, but I look at it as like, 
if I st- if I look into it and it ends up being true, I mean, I'd have looked into it, but if I like subscribe to it so much that I start telling people this is how it is, like the Holocaust was fake or the Earth is flat, then it just discredits everything else. Yeah, that I have to say automatically, yeah. even if I'm right about it. You know what I'm saying? So well, I've gone like one of my buddies and I were talking. Somebody mentioned something about the flat Earth, and I started going into like like I said, I've gone down the rabbit hole. So I started right. throwing all these things out that people are saying, acting like I believed it and everything. And I was like, you know, have you ever observed anything that shows you that the earth is round that was not put out by NASA? I'm not saying the earth isn't round. I'm just saying we only have one source of information about this. Right. And you should always question anything where you only have one source of information about it. Now, I think the earth is round because of a couple of reasons, but... I can see how people could be easily tricked, <laughs> you know, one way or the yeah. other, if you've only got one source of information about something. And that's, that's the, well, that's a, I take it's a, a good argument that the flat earthers make, which is look, they faked six moon missions, <laughs> right? <laughs> what and, else are they lying about? And, well, you mean, know, you have all the, you know, I'm sure you've heard all the clips of NASA people saying like, well, we actually don't have any real pictures of the whole Earth from space. It's all CGI composites or artist yep. renderings, and we add the and colors like, in. And when you hear to. them talk like that, you're like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's weird. It, they need to, if it comes down to make a cool product, you know, put out, put out your cool picture, little blue marble picture of the Earth, right? And say, artist composite of actual photos. You know, mm-hmm. put a little disclaimer on it. So that you can't, you know, like conspiracy theorists can't be like, oh, look, look, they they said this was real and now it's fake. It's like, well, did we ever really get something that said that it was real? They said this <laughs> yeah. is a picture of the earth. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like Twitter. They can do away with all of their um, this is a contested statement or something like that. They can get away with get rid of all of that. Official if, sources have disputed this claim. Right, they could get away with all of that if they would just put up a thing. Next time, every single uh, user logs into Twitter, it just says, "Don't believe anything you read on this site." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> use your own judgment yeah. as to what is real or not, and what sources are good or not. But do not believe anything that you read on this site. And boom, they're done. They're <laughs> oh God! <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on with the. Clip okay. two of the uh, Kubrick documentary. Oh, yeah. Hit it. Bernard von Braun. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon. and Need some beans for the chowder here. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. NASA's decision to lend Kubrick this legendary lens was the culmination of a story that had begun 15 years before. In 1961, John F. Kennedy, in a famous speech, made landing on the moon his top priority. One month earlier, the Russian Yuri Gagarin had become the first man in space. The Soviets had won in Korea, Berlin and Cuba. All that was left was the moon, and they would do anything to get there first. The Americans wanted to restore their self-esteem. It had been dealt a serious blow by Gagarin. They decided that you can do this best by creating an objective, something that is very tough to reach, 
but if you reach it, then you have done the job right. And there was a lot of discussion inside and outside uh, the space community of what that should be. Um, and clearly the, the moon uh, was the winning idea. The task of putting a man on the moon was entrusted to the German scientist Werner von Braun. Recruited at the end of the Second World War, von Braun had worked for NASA ever since with complete impunity. During the war, he'd used prisoners from the Dora concentration camp to build his V-2 rockets. 20,000 slave workers died constructing his underground factories. But the Americans turned a blind eye to von Braun's Nazi past. So yeah, it uh, goes ties right into paperclip. We just hired thousands of Nazi scientists, and a couple of them started to run NASA. Yep. OSS turned into the CIA. You know, like you just you got to do this. we uh, we bring you up on Nazi war war crimes. You got to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you're willing to do what von Braun did and hang the five slowest Jewish workers in your rocket factory every week hang them to death, yep. why would you not be willing to fake a moon mission? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have a, this is kind of an interesting clip. A lot of people I've talked to that believe the moon landing w was real. If I bring up like, okay, how in 1969 were they able to live stream the moon landing to Earth from, what? how, how far away is the moon from Earth? Uh, two hundred thirty-nine thousand, something like that. Yeah, it's two. It's two forty, two forty, two hundred forty thousand, two thirty-nine. Give or take twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and sidebar: since the moon missions, no one's been more than three hundred and seventy miles from the Earth's surface. Yep. Except for Elon's. <laughs> uh, e e okay, so this is, you know, that car Elon sent up into space. Yeah. There's a theory there's a body in the trunk. I can't remember who it said it was. <laughs> but there's a theory there's a body in the trunk. You so. know, when I was on a hog story, uh, Fletcher pointed out something that was really funny. The SpaceX launch that was out in uh, in space. Fletcher said, and I I, I need to find it. I, I kind of keep telling myself I'll look it up and I still haven't. But Fletcher said that on the live stream of that mm -hmm. SpaceX launch, yeah. there's a mouse running around on the outside of the spacecraft. Not even not even that. If you go watch the uh I'm sure that there's videos of just this particular part. But you know, I'm sure you've seen the footage of, you know, the spaceman in the car and the earth is in the background, right? Yeah, yeah. So for about 2 frames, the feed screws up and the backdrop goes away and it's inside of a studio. <laughs> on the oh, wow on the actual oh. live stream you know how oh like, man you gotta send me that that's classic <laughs> I, I i'm gonna try to make these show notes jam-packed for any doubters oh, yeah. i've already sent you the uh target thing okay awesome um <laughs> okay so yeah this guy uh the, anyway this this guy this is what an a nasa guy explaining how it was oh yeah sorry i, I got i got sidetracked People, when I talk to them about the moon landing, will say, I'll, I'll be like, how did they live stream, before, like in 1969 before internet or Wi-Fi, from 240,000 miles away to Earth to where it 
broadcast live on TV. You know, like in Australia, there's hundreds of witnesses that say a can of Coca-Cola rolled across the moon <laughs> soundstage right. during the live broadcast. But how are they live broadcasting it from the moon in 1969? And the response I usually get was, no, it wasn't live. Like people will tell me like, no, it wasn't live. Like they they had to get like back close to Earth and then we got it days later. And this guy from NASA debunks that argument right here. I'd like to explain briefly uh, to you if you'll put up the first graphic of how TV got from the moon. Uh, this is a graphic showing that on the moon we had Mr. LeBar and Westinghouse slow scan camera that downlinked to three locations, Parks Radio Astronomy in Australia, Honeysuckle Creek Tracking Station, which was a manned flight station, and to Goldstone in the Mojave Desert. The slow scan from Parks was remoted to Sydney, Honeysuckle converted video to broadcast to Sydney, and the best video they had was transmitted via Inelsat. You'll see that the video came down into California, Goldstone, and the Inelsat site in California relayed this by landline and microwave directly to Houston, where it was released uh, to the world. Um, and this video, uh, originally before conversion for uh, formats that could be viewed by the world, was called Slow Scan, was recorded on 14 track tapes, and was considered uh, just a track of telemetry. Also, there has been some questions about the Slow Scan search and what we're looking for. We're looking for the original Slow Scan video, which we all know has a higher quality than the converted by the nature of the state of the art in that year, 1969. We are not looking for video that hasn't been seen. There was no video that came down slow scan that was not converted live, fed live to Houston, and fed live to the world. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it was live streamed from the moon. Uh, that's, moving that's along. Or sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, just just saying back then, man. The first first Twitch channel right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It, just the idea. That they could live stream from two hundred and forty thousand miles away in nineteen sixty nine should make should raise a le- a couple red flags for anybody, but uh, that's for you to decide. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is uh, this is Joe Rogan before he totally well not totally but before he kind of mildly sold out. Uh, if you back like I was listening to his show in the first hundred episodes and it's nothing like it is now. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience, but this is, uh, I think he was on man cow and, uh, this is, this is pre Joe Rogan sellout, a classic, classic rant from Rogan. Speaking of, uh, speaking of flying through space, you don't think the moon landing is real? No, I don't. No, no. Do you? Yeah. Why do you think the moon landing is real? Why don't you tell me why? I saw it on television. Oh, you're a genius. Oh, beep that. Okay, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. No, it's okay. We got it. That's genius. You saw it on TV? That's awesome. I'm going to show you some CGI. I'm going to show you King Kong. I saw that on TV, too. This is an 80-foot gorilla. He's running around kidnapping white chicks. You should check it out. 1972 was the last time a human being has been through the Van Allen radiation belt. 1972. That's the last time. There's been only seven trips ever that human beings have ever gone past 400 miles. Every single space station mission, every space shuttle, every satellite, all of those are inside the protective Van Allen radiation belts, which started 1,000 miles. They go from 1,000 miles to, depending on who you ask, if you ask NASA, 24,000 miles. If you ask James Van Allen, the guy who discovered it, it's 67,000 miles of intense radiation that's in a gigantic donut band that covers around the Earth. Now, even if you got outside of that band, you have to deal with solar cycles. There's the apex of a 20 
20-year solar cycle was between 1969 and 1972. All the time oh when these guys God. are making those missions. Any one of those guys out there in those tiny little aluminum-shielded crafts would have been killed instantly during any solar flare. Why fake it? Thank you, Carlos. Why fake it? Why not fake it? You should open with that. If you look at any of the footage online, it looks ridiculous. It looks stupid. If you look at the videos, it looks ridiculous and dumb. You know why? Because in 1969, nobody anticipated that we were going to have VCRs and the Internet. We were going to be able to watch that. They wanted to win the Cold War. The Soviet Union had over 10 firsts in space. First man in space, first woman in space. First, they, they had everything. First dog in space. They had uh, first satellite. They, had, they were so much more advanced than the Americans were. But the Americans were more advanced in trickery. And that's what they did. They figured out a way to fake it. That's why when Neil Armstrong got back, first of all, he went insane. They went into a deep depression. So did Buzz Aldrin. He became a huge alcoholic. He gave no interviews. Neil Armstrong still to this day will not give interviews. He gave one speech that he gave at the 25th anniversary of the moon landing. And this is what he said in front of America's best honor students. He said, we have here amongst us America's best and brightest. And the quote was, you will achieve many great things if you could peel away one of truth's hidden layers. That's a speech this guy gives standing in front of the top honor students of the country. Not I went to the moon. He doesn't say that. He gives this cryptic speech. Now, Bill Clinton, in page 100, I think it's 156 of his book, My Life, he gives this story about how when he was a kid, he was working with this carpenter. And this carpenter said, you know, I don't believe man landed on the moon. It was three months after the moon landing. And he said, I thought that guy was ridiculous. He said, you know what? I don't believe anything those TV fellows show you. He said, after eight years in the White House, I thought maybe that guy was ahead of his time. Wow. This is in Bill Clinton's autobiography. Wow. This is in his book. There's no way people went on the moon. There's no way. By the it's way, it's impossible today. China wants to go back to the moon. They don't even have a clue how to do it. They're going to try to get there in 2020. America thinks we could possibly go back in 2017. All of the hard data, the telemetry data, 14,000 reels is missing. No one can find it. What the telemetry data that is, amazing? that's the binary that data, amazing? the ones and the zeros that show the distance between the command module and the Earth during every step of the way on the way to the moon and back, which you can't fake. They don't have that. They can't find it, which you would think would be in a locked golden vault the Smithsonian. But no, they can't find it. Well, they say, well, you know, they, they placed laser reflectors on the moon. You could shoot a laser beam. That's proof. Well, it's not proof because the Russians did it twice with unmanned probes. The Russians also collected space samples and samples of the moon. Very amazing, and I've had these guys on and which I've guys seen, I, you know the different guys on the internet that are behind there's the, a uh, lot of guys and I, yeah. i've debated that one guy yeah. that phil plate from battle i clown that guy the guy that gets in every astronaut's face well that guy's a crazy christian and he's nuts which is you know what you have to be a little crazy but, to look that deep into this theory because wait, it seems so joe, solid we went joe, to the moon it seems so solid joe, until you look into it but here's the only thing we can't what? keep anything quiet in this country it doesn't matter no one's keeping it quiet everybody go NASA, look at it the astronauts i mean those we, guys are afraid of their lives gus grisham the pilot who was the guy who died on the launch pad along with two of his friends he was a public critic of NASA. He put a lemon, he hung it on the simulator, put a lemon and put it on a hanger and hung it. He was dead in that same that same cockpit. He died like two weeks later. They, he burned to death inside of that. They were, they were terrified. This is a matter of life and death. These guys were in the middle of a huge cold war between Russia and they wanted to show that America had technological superiority. The race to the moon, the moon lane, all that stuff is not about going to the moon and collecting things. It's about m military superiority. It's about the ability to do things with military technology. All that stuff they use for NASA, all the stuff they use for the stealth bomber, the space shuttle, all those missions, that's not for, it's not for philanthropy missions. That's, that's to fuel the military industrial complex. The machine behind this is all the military. And getting to the moon first 
is making a statement that we have military technological superiority over Russia, and that's what they did. Is Bigfoot real? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. That's, it's, uh, you've got a if you good, look into it, man, the argument. more you look into it, look, there's photo, every photograph of the moon looks goofy. There's intersecting shadows that show more than one light source. And you could try to explain any one of these okay. things away, which many people do. Joe, but Joe. the problem is when you look at them all together. Joe, Joe we're not what? on for 10 hours. Classic, classic yeah. Rogan. Uh, so he brought up of it. <laughs> yeah. So he brought up Gus Grisham. Uh, this is the original news report after those three astronauts, who were all public critics of NASA's moon mission, and said, "We're not NASA's not ready. This is a big scam." Blah blah blah. Uh, the week they died, this was uh, I don't, it was CBS. I don't know what news outlet did it, but you know, one of the two channels that existed back at that time. Apollo astronauts Roger Chaffee, Edward White, and Gus Grissom lose their lives in a tragic flash fire aboard their grounded space capsule. The tragedy occurred during a simulated countdown for the first flight of the Apollo program, whose goal is to put a man on the moon by 1970. Grissom and White were veterans of space flight. Chaffee, a rookie. During a drill similar to this, the entire three-man crew was engulfed by flames. A blue ribbon panel of space experts is investigating, aided by impounded NASA films and tape recordings. Grissom was one of the seven original astronauts. White was America's first spacewalker. Chaffee, never in space, had long experience as a jet test pilot. He was proud and happy that his first flight was to initiate the Apollo program. When the tragedy struck, one of the astronauts shouted, fire in the spacecraft. In a few seconds, all three were victims of the swift inferno which left the capsule a blackened shell. One reporter said it looked like the inside of a furnace. Investigators theorized that perhaps a short circuit or electrical overload may have sparked the blaze. 27 would-be rescuers were all overcome by smoke and heat. astronauts Chaffee, White, and Grissom, martyred heroes who gave their lives in total dedication to duty. Their memory will forever be honored. Have you ever seen the show Lost in Space, the old one? Yes. Danger, Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> the background music sounds exactly like this does, and it's from, you know, the same decade, but yeah, it's kind of funny. I interviewed a guy um, who got the rights to the um, the unaired seasons that they had written the uh, episodes and he was contracted or he got bought there. I can't remember this, what he did, but like the yeah. original Erwin Allen show. Yeah. Yeah. They, they wrote more Whoa. seasons of it that never got uh, picked up by the station and he ended up doing the comic books for him. Oh, cool. Which is, yeah. I interviewed is him. Is that like unaired? They were after before season one or after season three or how did that after work? season three? Um, there was a season four. What's written. the last episode? The Junkyard? Is that the last one? Oh, God. I don't know. Junkyard man. in space. It's been a while. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember in see, like all of season was season one starts and the Russians were trying to sabotage it. So they hired Dr. Smith. Uh-huh. Originally, the robot and Dr. Smith weren't in the pilot episode and they reworked it. And the whole first season, which is all black and white, they're 
in space for the first couple episodes and then for the rest of the whole season like 30 episodes or whatever they're on that first planet they land on and all this crazy stuff is happening on that planet and they leave that planet season two and they're on a couple different planets throughout that season and by the time season three rolls around they're on a different planet every episode it's like every episode they're in a different planet like the vegetable planet with like the carrot guy oh god yeah like I said, yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> it's like every season three, it's like every every episode they're on a new planet. It's so funny. I, I, I mean, I, I see. Okay, when Walking Dead came out, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought that it was going to be like, you know, starting story to get the crew together, right? And then it was going to be them traveling different adventures every week, and then it just turned into like the same thing over and over. I miss oh my episodes God. of yes. TV. I miss episodes of TV where it's a different story every week. Star Trek was like that, right? You know, you'd occasionally have a sequel to a episode 10 episodes ago but pretty much it was monster of the week every week i missed that that's kind of what i do with my uh fiction podcast is I, there's no overarching story it's an anthology every episode is different so where can people find that by the way because i've listened to a couple episodes in the last few days it was good it's meet us pod um i wasn't super creative with the name um and having a unique name i can just stick meet us on the beginning of stuff or the end right. and it makes it <laughs> unique um, yeah, it's Meet Us Pod, M-E-D-U-S-P-O-D, uh, dot com. I got three episodes I'm working on right now. I'm going to try and become more regular with it. Um, I, I love telling stories. It's Yeah, no, I like <laughs> what I heard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to do a deeper dive soon because I've only been listening to Fun Fact Friday. I didn't, I didn't, until recently, I didn't realize you had another podcast, but, um, yeah. let me, uh, back Can, to Walking Dead. Uh, you're like the first person I've heard say exactly what i was felt about that show because with walking dead you had the first season was six episodes and more happened in that first season than yep. in like the next six seasons combined yep and that's that's how it should be. because i was a fan of the comic i've actually got a stack of the comics sitting right next to me right now um so i was a big fan of the comics and then the show just kind of i don't know and then the firearms because uh oh god so inaccurate that when it comes to firearms, that is the lo- least accurate show yeah. that I've ever seen that wasn't just straight up a parody, like a joke. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I've I've seen somebody on that show pick up a revolver, and it made a pump shotgun cocking noise. <laughs> not when he cocked it, not when he fired it. Him, he picked it up off of a table, and it made that noise. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of deep in the firearms. I'm a firearms instructor. Um, oh, cool on the weekends. So that kind of stuff really bothers me. <laughs> so. I just couldn't, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe how in season one, they go all like all this stuff happens in six episodes. They end up going to the CDC and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Eventually they're going to figure out where the virus came from and all this stuff. And then the second season has twice as many episodes sitting at the farm <laughs> and they're at the farm the whole season. And then what was it? Season three, they're at the, the prison mm-hmm. for th- 20 episodes. And uh-huh. it was just like, I was like, oh, my God. It got so stupid. God, and there's anyway, so much it, memorable stuff in that first season. The tank and going into Atlanta. And yeah. just, there's so much memorable stuff. And then, like, you you could chop down the other seasons of that show to five episodes apiece, and it would probably be ma- amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was oh. just so much filler. And also when Dale got killed, the old dude. Yeah. That was a bummer. Uh, when is Dale um, one, one Anyway, uh... <laughs> Sidetrack. Speaking well, of sidetrack, uh, can we take a, a one and a half minute intermission? Yeah, I mean, we could take a five or ten if you want. I'm a little past halfway through the clip, so. 
Oh, okay. Uh, let, yeah, I just I gotta hit the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I actually did right. that during the Rogan. <laughs> I took a piss during the I Rogan. Had, I had a uh, I had a inkling you might have been doing. That. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this clip's over four minutes. I can pee. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll put a tune on or something, and we'll okay. uh, we'll reconvene in about five ish minutes. Okay. Hillary Clinton is starting a podcast. <laughs> about the Lolita Express or how she killed Jeffrey Epstein or her recipe for spirit cooking Just to rip off Joe Rogan right away. Good morning. The local newspaper, Le Parisien, is reporting that a fire alarm went off here at Notre Dame Cathedral shortly after 6 p.m. on Monday. But a computer bug showed the fire's location in the wrong place. The paper is also reporting the flames may have started at the bottom of the spire and may have been caused by an electrical problem in an elevator. Have to pay Reichstag burning down, kick the Jews out of town. Go for talking bay of pigs, build a pipeline with me. Iraq, Afghanistan, I'm part of the master plan. Things on good Operation Northwoods, Monsanto, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and Ron, Syria, Yemen. Here we go again. Chemical attack facade, gotta go attack a side. We didn't start the fire, but we know who did, and we need to invade them. We did not fire. Hey. Hey. Hello? Am I back? Hello? Hey. Hey. All right. We're doing a live. This is a new live son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> this. Oh, God, I can do Alex Jones most nights, but uh, the throat's a little. My sore. God, for 25 years, they've been growing babies and cows. They're putting things in the water that turns the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's better than my Alex Jones. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm from Texas. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to try to plow through these clips and wrap her up. 
Gus, back to Gus Grisham. Gus Grisham, yes. he died in a fire. Kind of fishy. Virgil Gus Grissom was selected as one of the original seven astronauts. A family man and a veteran of several space flights, he was a national hero and was likely to be the first man to walk on the moon. But Grissom was also an outspoken critic of the space program and was quoted as saying, someone's going to get killed. Ding, ding, ding. Unfortunately, Grissom's worst fears were soon realized. On January 27, 1967, two years before the first moon landing, Grissom and his crew boarded the Apollo 1 capsule for a full-scale simulation. The problems began almost immediately. First, the capsule's communication systems failed. You copy? No, I didn't read your touch at all. I, I can't read your touch. You want to try the phone? Suddenly, the capsule burst into flames with the astronauts sealed inside. Yeah, so in this next clip, you'll hear from Gus Grisham's son and his widow, who suspect foul play from NASA. Tragically, Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee lost their lives before ever leaving the launch pad. Gus Grissom's family believes the Apollo 1 fire was no accident. I think it was intentionally sabotaged by someone. It's been a question in my mind, what was found in the accident investigation and how was that handled? Was the CIA involved or you know, whoever? It, but it was done intentionally. Grissom's family doesn't know who was responsible for his death or why it happened. But they say NASA knows the truth. Gus gave his life for this program, and I feel like that it is up to NASA to come forward and give us a direct answer to what really happened. Were Gus Grissom and the Apollo 1 astronauts victims of a tragic accident, or were they intentionally silenced because they knew too much? We may never know. The cause of the fire is still a mystery, and the capsule remains locked away at a military base. But Grissom wasn't the only Apollo critic to meet with a suspicious and untimely death. Thomas Ronald Barron was a safety inspector during Apollo 1's construction. After the fire, Barron testified before Congress that the Apollo program was in such disarray that the United States would never make it to the moon. He claimed his opinions made him a target. Has there been any pressure on you by NASA? Uh, nothing. We were, uh, my wife and I were somewhat harassed at home when the first thing broke some time back, but uh, it's, it's gone away now. As part of his testimony, Barron submitted a 500-page report detailing his findings. There was real fear that the program could be stopped dead in his tracks. Then exactly one week after he testified, Barron's car was struck by a train. Barron his wife and stepdaughter were killed instantly. I believe that Thomas Ronald Barron was murdered 
because he had the truth to tell about the Apollo project. Barron's report mysteriously disappeared, and to this day, it has never been found. We taped over it, accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we taped over it, our bad. Yeah, oops, sorry. You know, some of the most important footage that's ever been shot on film, we, we uh, I recorded Rick's Funniest Home Videos over it. <laughs> How great would it be if AFE was what they recorded over Oh my God, uh, that, that, cause, okay. Do I be 100% believe that a government, uh, uh, a government worker would, who was told to go grab some, some tapes cause they need to record something would just grab whatever they found and take it to their boss and then record over it. Do I believe that? Yeah. I've worked in government adjacent companies before and, um, it just seems like. Yeah, but it wasn't it like a footage. warehouse full of telemetry data that they lost. It wasn't like yeah, it's yeah. not like you can. You'd have it has to be a willing thing to lose that much footage and telemetry data. Yeah, um, and I just I feel like if if it was that important, it it would have a nice nice label on it or something. It's like when they. It's like when <laughs> uh, when um, Garrison subpoenaed uh the national archives in 1967 to get uh the jfk to have a look at jfk's brain to find out the trajectory that the bullet came mm -hmm. from the the headshot and yeah. the national archives said oh we lost his brain sorry the brain of the president that was just murdered a couple years back disappeared it's like that level of incompetence yeah. like at a certain point you can't chalk stuff like that up to incompetence no, I mean you can chalk up a lot to incompetence. Trust me, but that that sort of thing that's not happening by accident, right? Um, now, okay, no, okay. Let me let me put it this way: the people who work in the National Archive, one day it's there and one day it's gone. So yeah, they lost it, but <laughs> it's it's not like somebody, somebody. tossed it out and yeah. ended up as, as a dump. No, somebody somebody took it because it needed to be taken for their purposes. Um, so like I said, compartmentalized, you know, yep. if, if all, all you're told to do is pull this lever and we'll pay you a, hel a healthy sum to pull this lever every hour. Heck yeah, I'm pulling this lever. Now, little do you know that lever is like murdering babies. You know, it's not my fault. I was just pulling the lever. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I at least half of these next clips I got off bingit.io, so I got to give a shout out to Curry and Dvorak for the fabulous no agenda uh, research engine that they have. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bing it. Yeah. You're going to bing it? Good. Go to bingit.io. Bing it? Yeah. Bing it. It's pretty damn useful. I've just been gotten into the habit of just binging stuff. Yeah. Bing it. Bing it, bitch. So uh, there was a uh, on the show. I guess it was a year, year and a half ago on No Agenda. They played this clip of this guy that found these moon tapes, like a former NASA intern. Uh huh. And uh, this this is kind of goofy how this is all shaked out. Welcome back. A former NASA intern could soon become a millionaire when he sells three lost reels of original videotape showing man's first steps on the moon. Imagine that. This is a photo of the reels that will go up for sale through Sotheby's. The auction site says the intern bought these and 1,100 other reels at a government surplus auction for about, get this, 
$200 in the 1970s. The man told Reuters, quote, I had no idea there was anything of value on them. I was selling them to TV stations just to record over to make some money. The man says his father spotted the tape on these three reels, which read Apollo 11, the name of the mission where Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin first walked on the moon. And back in 2006, NASA publicly admitted it lost the tapes ahead of the 40th anniversary of that moonwalk. Now they're set to be sold at auction at the end of the month on the 50th anniversary. They're expected to go up for about $2 million. I looked for a follow-up story on this as to where the tapes went after they were sold, and I couldn't really find anything. Maybe I didn't look hard enough, but uh, you would yeah, think some I'd like to see that footage. Either either some um, billionaire who wanted to remain anonymous got yeah. a hold of them, who wanted some blackmail material on somebody, or you know, government just bought it back and swept it all under the rug. Um, or the whole story you, was fake. Who knows? Right, yeah, that could have all been fake, too, to make it look like... Um, it got put on the take it to the auction truck instead of take it to the secure warehouse truck, you know, to make it look like it was, oh, we didn't lose them. They were just put sitting on the wrong place, you know. Yeah. Um, still incompetence, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like not, the, it doesn't the look some, great. somebody bought it. Somebody bought yeah. it. Like you said, it could have been called totally fake. I, I don't know. It's these a lot of this stuff is like, uh, I know it's not what we're being told, but what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, here's the head of NASA uh, saying that we're about to go to the moon for the first time. So as we go forward, um, there's a lot that needs to be done. In order to create the architecture that we need to create at the moon, we've got to have the SLS rocket. Again, the most powerful rocket the United States of America has ever built. We need a European service module. When we go to the moon for the first time, it will be international in nature. The European service module is a critical component to the Orion crew capsule. The Orion crew capsule is how we get our astronauts to the vicinity of the moon. But there's not enough delta V there to go to low lunar orbit and land on the surface of the moon. So we need to get more delta V. Where do we get that? We are building a reusable command module in orbit around the moon that we call Gateway. Now, I have heard this explained away, and it's plausible. That's, yeah, that's um, what I was about to say. If, it the, just depends on where you put that comma. Exactly, but he, it's like he misread it or something. Again, right. the most powerful rocket the United States of America has ever built. We need a European service module. When we go to the moon for the first time, it will be international in nature. Yeah, yeah so he could be saying, when we for go the to first the moon, time, when we go, when for yeah. the first time that we go to the moon, it will be international in nature. Yeah, you could. Because, yeah, yeah, you can explain that one away pretty <laughs> easily. But it's still the it's the cadence does not imply that. No, he says when we go to the moon for the first time. He doesn't say when we go to the moon for the first time. It will be an. It's like he didn't. If he was reading off a teleprompter or something, he wants to come yeah, out. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> and then there's uh, this classic uh, clip of Israel's probe that they sent to the moon. So what went wrong on this mission? It was a crash landing. It was really during the last seconds, the last few seconds, um, just before the touchdown, they were only 150 meters apparently above the surface. And then mission control lost communication for some reason. Um, so we don't really know what happened during those last meters. But, um, well, they say that maybe the main engine had a problem 
we'll, we'll maybe see in further um, investigations. But what is clear is that the Bereshit lender wasn't very robust. As it's privately funded, it, it needed to be cheap. So there was no backup for communication systems or for the solar panel to keep costs low. So their big goal was to be the first nation on the moon. This dream obviously crashed. Right. Um, even though they were so sure to make it, um, if you look at their Twitter feed, there was one person that tweeted, "If they will, if they land on the moon successfully, they will be the first nation on the moon." And they corrected, "Not if, but when." So that shows it's not a very scientific <laughs> approach. It's more of a demonstration of we can. And now they try to to be optimistic and to still say it's a success because they came this close. They did come really close. Uh... And, you know, they've actually got their, their lander on the moon, but just not in one piece. Okay. I, love, I love how she's like, they will be the first person to be on the moon. And then someone corrected and you expect her to say, well, no, they wouldn't be the first. But she's like, <laughs> they corrected not if, but when. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in researching this stuff, mm-hmm. I, I dug around a lot and um, oddly enough, I didn't bring a lot, a lot of clips, but <laughs> I did a lot of reading. Most of the stuff that I saw in the comment section of most of it, it was like people not in America. And then most of the comments, I can't believe you you Americans think that y'all landed on the moon. Right. It seems yeah. like in the international community, the skepticism of whether we land on the moon or not is much higher. And well, like, yeah, because we, uh, as Americans, we have a bias to believe that it happened. Hoorah. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Foam finger. Foam finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a... Go ahead. I have a... Some of this... I'll, I'll skip ahead because I think I, part of this clip is... Uh, co- like overlaps with what you brought. Uh, the clips you brought. But there's a, we get further- there's a classic one at the end of this. Building is going to allow us to go beyond and hopefully take humans into the solar system to explore. So the moon, Mars, asteroids, there's a lot of destinations that we could go to, and we're building these building block components in order to allow us to do that eventually. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, The problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's Mm -hmm. a painful process to build it back again. (laughs) Somebody just pulled that lever. It makes me think of it. it it makes me want to do the Tim Allen home improvement. Like oh, wow. That circles right back around. Have you seen the Doom 1 mod where every skin, every sound, every texture is Tim Allen? <laughs> no, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> can I find that on YouTube? Somebody playing I, that? I believe you can. Somebody uh, somebody recorded it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every every time he fires the gun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a Fallout, uh, Fallout Four mod that I was playing where it's like every gun just does the Quagmire giggity noise. <laughs> giggity, giggity. They, have you played Fallout? Um, I played Fallout Three and I played a few minutes of Fallout Four. Um, they're on. I think they're on all of them. New Vegas, Fallout, and Fallout Three. There's like I can't remember the name of the creatures, but they have like our Death Claws. I think is what they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have. There's a. There's a mod on on fallout four that turns all the death claws into macho man, Randy Savage with big hands. <laughs> and it just, he just says his lines and stuff while he's attacking you. It's awesome. 
so NASA, mm-hmm. under the Trump administration, Pence and Trump were like, we got to get the first woman on the moon. So that's going on. We like surprises, don't we? Yep. Yes, we yes. do like surprises. Well, guess what? In a surprise announcement, NASA revealed a new name for its moon program, Artemis. She is a Greek goddess of the moon and twin sister of Apollo. Well, NASA picked the name in hopes of having the first woman land on the moon by 2024. And now, in order to meet that deadline, the Trump administration wants Congress to approve an additional $1.6 billion for NASA on top of its $21 billion budget for next year. It would be such a great victory for women across the world if the first woman... That landed on the moon was a trans woman, like a biological man. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I mean, we're already doing it in sports, so why not right. do it in uh, on the moon too? NASA on top of its twenty-one billion dollar budget for next year. Mark, Str- Mark Strassman spoke with a man who's responsible for making the moonshot happen. Fifty years ago, this July, two Americans left the first footprints in lunar dust. No other country has matched Apollo's moonwalkers. But five have sent probes and robots, including Israel and China, just this year. It's not by accident that so many countries around the world right now are going to the moon. And not all of them are going to the moon just to collect rocks. Um, It's a strategic imperative that the United States have a presence there as well. When Jim Bridenstine became NASA's administrator last year, a planned moon landing was a decade away. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just not good enough. But in March, Vice President Mike Pence lit a fire under NASA and its contractors. If NASA is not currently capable of landing American astronauts on the moon in five years, we need to change the organization, not the mission. We've seen over and over again administrations change and projects get canceled with billions of dollars wasted of the taxpayer. We're going to shorten the time scale. We're going to make this a reality. That starts by accelerating development of NASA's new mega rocket called the Space Launch System, or SLS. On top would sit NASA's new crew capsule, called Orion. Roughly 240,000 miles from Earth, Orion eventually would dock with a planned lunar orbiting space station called Gateway. But the Artemis program lacks one key component. What's the most significant piece of the budget increase? The landing capability. Like, lunar landers are difficult to build. They take time. They take money. Uh, I've seen the pictures of the lunar landers. It's cardboard (laughs) and tinfoil. Like, lunar landers are difficult to build. They take time. They take money. uh, And we don't have that capability. Not yet. But private industry wants that contract. This is Blue Moon. Last week. (laughs) The The beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon hey blue moon if you're listening take a sponsorship history (laughs) wants that contract this is blue moon last week billionaire jeff bezos introduced blue moon his space company's design for a lunar lander lockheed martin also has a design five years to get to the moon how is that not fairly intense schedule pressure if somebody says this isn't safe, ultimately they have the authority to, to throw a red flag and say, stop. It is more important for us that our astronauts be safe. So 61, 62, I think it was, what was it, 61 or 62 where uh, JFK said, we're going to get there yeah, in yeah. a decade. So well, they killed him because he years. didn't want to fake it. Yeah, Se- seven years. 
And now with the advances we have, and, and they're like five years, and we're like, oh, <laughs> well, hold on now. That's, that's <laughs> kind of tight. That's kind of tight. Um, and we're going to need a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's, I, th- I think um, most of the space shit we see, whether it's like, Oh, you got you got a picture like that. What was that new thing they did? They got a picture of a sunspot that looked like a hemorrhoid. What? <laughs> I've not like seen NASA, this. I, it was like NASA or like some solar uh, some telescope got a picture of us. It was like the first. This was like a week or two ago. They was like the first ever image captured of a sunspot. Like at least a up close picture, and, and it looks like a butthole. It looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> like. It looks like a CGI butthole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think NASA's like, most of what we get is PR. And like, if the space probe, I think like, like you said, there could be bases out on the dark side of the moon. There could be all like Space Force, you know? Yeah. Here's an interesting thought that I had actually just today. You know how Israel, that top the former head of the Israeli um, space, uh, space, How is whatever this it's not called. not bigger news? He said, like, there's a galact, the, the head of the, the top head, yeah. former, former head of the Israeli space program said there's a galactic federation of aliens mm-hmm. that is Israel and the U S have been in contact, contact with for a long time. Trump wanted to disclose the aliens and introduce the world to the aliens. And the galactic federation told Trump, no, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, I'm like, how is this not bigger news? Like, I yeah, it seems like blue beam bullshit to me, like fake alien invasion. But um, th- okay, so <laughs> I I had this thought today. What if the Galactic Federation is real, and they just aren't? They don't want us to leave the Earth yet, and so the Van Allen radiation belts are an artificial force field that the yeah. Galactic Federation put there to keep humans on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, keep us keep the keep the animals caged. Yeah, because I mean, what what are we doing if we go out there? We're blasting shit. <laughs> right. Well, there and then there, there was a fishbowl and starfish and the uh, handful of projects where they detonated bombs in the upper atmosphere, hydrogen and nuclear bombs uh-huh. to try to blow. And and that's the theory is like. They, flat earthers love that shit because it's like they're trying to get us out of the they're trying to break through god's firmament or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah like, the fir- well they even did a, a thing on that on the uh on the simpsons they were yeah. at a baseball game and he hit a baseball up into the firmament and it let the the waters above down <laughs> and flooded <Yep>. everything <laughs> yeah simpsons did it but, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah simpsons man did it simpsons did it yeah, the the fish. Watch that South stuff. Park episode where every time Butters tries to come up with a plan, a devious plan, it turns out the Simpsons that are right on it. Yeah, yeah, that's where I get the the, <laughs> the phrase. I've only <laughs> I just watched. It's crazy. Um, I, I love South Park, but I've only ever seen like maybe twenty five episodes total. I just oh man, you got to get on that. It's the greatest um, show of all time. I've seen the iconic ones, and I've seen a million clips, but like actually sitting and watching episodes has just always been. I had something else to do, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, they put all the seasons, like 24 mm-hmm. seasons or whatever, on HBO Max, but they banned, like, the, the six episodes Muhammad that make one. fun of Muhammad and the yeah. two episodes that make fun of how you're not allowed to make fun of Muhammad. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, 
Well, the family guy ones. Head, the they don't want to get their headquarters bombed. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Sounds um, like that happens sometimes. <laughs> I, actually, I'll put the... There's a video I found on BitChute that I'll put in the show notes. It's it's like 20 minutes maybe, and it's a bunch of different TV shows and movies that reference the fake moon landing. Everything from like Despicable Me to, um, I don't know, King of the Hill to right. Family Guy. <laughs> there's like there's one where like Buzz Aldrin's like on the set. It's like a Family Guy thing. It was like. Or no, no, it's Neil Armstrong. He's like, that's one small step for man. He's doing the moon landing, and then he uh-huh. like walks off the sound sound stage and goes out to the parking lot to his car. Yeah, and this guy's like, Neil Armstrong, wait a minute, you're supposed to be on the moon. And then Neil Armstrong goes, uh, and just like beats him over the head with a <laughs> crowbar and throws him <laughs> in his trunk and drives away. Oh, uh, God. classic. <laughs> uh, uh, I am I on any... the moon. <laughs> Say it again. As I, I am on the moon, yeah. <laughs> and just club them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, any any final thoughts on uh, on the moon? Anything? I feel like, like I said, it's hard to. A lot of this stuff is so visually based with the evidence, but I think we did a good job covering a lot yeah. of the stuff. I mean, if we if we had the, I don't know if you've implemented chapters into your podcast feed yet, but you can throw the picks up on the podcast two point platform. Um, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's. I'm. I'm gonna get into that when. Uh, I need. I want. Yeah, I need to do that. I haven't. Cool, I'm on. Cool. We're on the uh, podcast index, but I haven't uh, taken the time to do anything like that. I've been talking to Dave. Um, he's gonna put some example code with all the newest stuff in it up on the uh, up on the index soon. So Sweet. I, I'm, yeah, so I can get in there and you know implement. And, and that and that <laughs> and that is com- once you put once you do that. Um, the, the images that does that translate to most podcast apps or, or um, does it have just the podcast apps that have implemented it? I know I use podcast okay. addict on Android and I know that they've implemented it because I listened to the podcast 2.0 show and right, right. Um, he was like, if you look at your podcast player right now and it's implemented the code, then you should be seeing whoever he was talking to his face right now. And I looked on my thing and yep, there he was. So podcast addict has it, has it all implemented. Cool. So, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Neat. I'm gonna have to look into that. I, I. I wonder if you could go. I wonder if there would be a way to go back and implement that to old episodes too. Yeah, that are yeah, already posted. You just you just plug it right into your RSS feed. Sweet. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to it, especially for Fun Fact Friday, because we'll be talking about something and we'll show it on the Twitch stream and the YouTube video. But if you're just listening. And I'm sitting here talking right. about this really weird looking fish. It'd be neat to be able to plug that right into the uh, the podcast app. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have that. That's exciting. I'm definitely gonna have to do that because that you're you're right. That would be perfect for this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just sent you the link to the Tim Allen Doom mod. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> I can put that in the show notes too for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, just a yeah. just so a my, gratuitous gratuitous uh, final clip here. Uh, Moonbase. Here, let me give you some classified stuff. Elon Musk a few months ago had his meeting with a vice president, and they're pitching their secret moon base right now, and they've already got their big 3D printers. They've already boosted into orbit. They've already been delivered some of them to the dark side of the moon. Would you like to know the crater number? 
It's about a half mile right over <laughs> on the dark side. And they're already setting up this uh, facility with these big 3D printers for the Mars launch, if you even believe any of that. Yeah, Elon. <laughs> you know, I just really released super classified information about the moon base they're already building. <laughs> uh, we'll see if I'm dead in a week. I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. God, this isn't a bunch of BSQ crap, folks. That's a, that's a good teaser for tomorrow's episode, too, because we're going to be deconstructing QAnon tomorrow. He's this isn't so... a bunch of BSQ crap, folks. You're getting the real thing right here. He's this is always... The real McCoy in there. There isn't just a bunch of counterfeits and fakes. There's always the real thing. Everybody knows the real thing when they hear it. Everybody knows the real thing when they see it. Everybody knows the real thing when they feel it. <laughs> He's so entertaining. He's, he is the most entertaining man on earth. And he's, he's, that is him. Like the entire, have you listened to his like five hour Joe Rogan episode? He, he has well, that much energy I've, for five I've listened hours to all straight. three that he was on, on Rogan. Yeah, one of them was really long, and he had that energy the entire time. Oh, yeah, it was the, yeah, yeah, the second one, one, I the think, was the long Yeah, one. it was, oh, my God, I'm like, dude. <laughs> he was on Tim Pool uh, again recently because YouTube banned the first time him and Michael Malice were on Tim Pool, so Tim Pool was like, hey, guys, come back on. Right. And, like, yeah. Ping Trip, who's been on this show a handful of times, made a meme video that they kept referencing. The uh, Alex Jones kept referencing that Ping Trip video. I am a gorilla. Murder yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or it's just like anytime like they'd be like telling Alex to calm down, he'd just immediately go like. Ah! <laughs> 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 it was good. Yeah, that was that was a interdimensional beings or like a great topic. Alex yeah, goes so when he when he starts smoking weed. Alex will go deep into that. Yeah, he get. I love when he gets into that. He's like, oh, if, you're, if you're if you're a real smart person, it's a bad experience, and so I don't want to do it because I'm really smart. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's he's the best. Well, that was the moon episode. I feel like we could do another one too, and a deeper a deeper dive later on. But I talk feel like about we, how the moon's hollow. Made of cheese. <laughs> well, Apparently, they they uh, when they what what wasn't certain astronauts that were on the moon mission said that the moon rang like a bell when they landed on it because it is hollow. no 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 not when they landed on it they fired a huge metal ball at the moon and it rang like a bell when it hit. Whoa! Um, there's there's theories that aliens put the moon exactly where it is and it's exactly the size it need, it is to stabilize the earth and um and and it's there's actually aliens living inside the moon and it's yeah like i do spaceship. know that one yeah yeah lizard people live inside the moon if you look at if you look at like the size of the moon and where it is it exactly blocks out the sun perfectly and the chances of it being the exact distance and the exact size to do that perfectly the 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 odds are like astronomically low right and yeah uh, and mo and uh, most other, I would guess most planets don't have that moon that does that. No, no, it's and it just by chance. It is the exact size it needs to be and the exact distance it needs to be to give us an, a perfect, you know, solar eclipse where the you can't see the sun perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I ha I have friends that think the moon 
I, I mean, I have a lot of fun, crazy friends. Some of them are flat earthers and whatnot, but I have friends that are convinced that the moon is flat. I have friends that are convinced that the moon is not real. It's a spiritual entity. It's uh, some kind of um, soul harvester that when you die, you like the moon, your spirit goes to the moon to sort out your oh, soul. Yeah. I have, I have, I have wild, I have wild buddies, but uh, I've seen videos on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Mr. Medus. Yes. Fun fact Friday. Everybody needs to check that out. And Medus pod. Yep. And uh, I've got a new venture. Um, it's just a hobby. Medus.live. It's a 24 seven radio stream. I'm playing a bunch of podcasts on it from people I know and, and stuff Sweet. like that. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, yeah, you were showing me you had the request feature so you can go in and request yeah. a, podcast yeah. episode or music really cool yeah and i'm down uh adding downloads also so um because all the podcasts on it are freely available anyway so um i'm just gonna make it to where you can go in hey i liked that episode i'm gonna download it so i've got it for later you can just click the episode and download it awesome so man that's, that's gonna be cool <laughs> and uh do you i know you do fun fact friday obviously live on fridays what's the uh do you do your other podcast live or no um we do Fun Fact Friday live on Wednesday nights. That gives us time to do the post processing, get the show notes together, and get it and posted on Friday. That's right. And we yeah, yeah. post at seven. I don't. I've never Friday. listened live. I've only listened to it on the on once it's already up. Yeah, we do it on Twitch, or you can go to funfactfriday.com slash live, or you can go to meetus.live. Um, when we're doing it, we have an IRC channel on Zero Node. Um, you know, we're getting it getting it all set up, and uh, we have a really good time doing it. My daughter is learning a lot about audio processing, video processing um she could edit podcasts for a living right now she she totally could um and she's 10 (laughs) yeah so that's so cool dude but yeah i'm proud of her (laughs) well it's a great show and dude i had a great time we got to do this again soon oh yeah i'm gonna be on uh grumpy old ben's friday sweet yeah i'll be tuning in for that that'll be at (laughs) noon on the no agenda stream right noon eastern yep awesome All right. Good talking to you, man. You take it easy, man. And we will be in touch soon. Had a great time. All right. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Peace. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time.
But never gets mentioned Thanks a lot for wrong If only we could have Hey, look, we faked a moon landing. I'm sure we can fake Ruth Bader Ginsburg going to work. I've got one that can see. Hey, everybody, this is ODD. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is, I spent the past couple of days tracking down every piece of media that I could that pertains to the moon landing hoax, and we're gonna go over all of it. The bad news is that no matter how obvious it was that they staged the moon landings, and no matter how many times they rub it in our faces in the mainstream media, many people have been bamboozled into believing that landing on the moon six times in the span of three years is entirely possible. They also think it's reasonable that we haven't even thought of going back in over 45 years. And the fact that NASA has repeatedly admitted that we can't go past low Earth orbit. This next generation spacecraft will enable America to explore beyond low Earth orbit. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. Right now, we only can fly in Earth orbit. That's the farthest that we can go. The kinds of technologies that we're testing out on space station are definitely helping us with our goals of going beyond low Earth orbit. Early in the next decade, a set of crewed flights will test and prove the systems required for exploration beyond low Earth orbit. Isn't the slightest bit worth worrying about? And by the way, this is the reason why my channel slogan is where sci-fi and fantasy merge with reality. A lot of people misunderstand it and they think that I'm trying to discredit myself right away by saying that like what I'm talking about is fantasy and, and, and sci-fi so it's all fake. What it means is they show us tons of truth in movies, TV shows, video games, etc. But they pass it off as complete fiction. Okay boss, this LTX-71 concealable mic is part of the same system that NASA used when they faked the Apollo moon landings. Yeah, the astronauts broadcast around the world from a soundstage at Norton Air Force Base in San Bernardino, California. So, work for them. Shouldn't give us too many problems. Thanks. Good morning, Prince Units. Dawn greetings, young one. What would you like for consumables? Pop-tarts, chicken embryos, seasoned patties of ground animal flesh? Mm, I'm not really hungry. Just some tang. Ah, tang. The drink the astronauts took to the moon. Astronauts to the moon. <laughs> I'm playing God. Well, maybe we ought to ask God who's going to win the Super Bowl. Go in the wind. The game was pre-taped six months ago in the same Nevada hangar where they faked the moon landing. Yeah, man, it's like that dang old Capricorn One, man. It was a good movie, but, you know, they ain't going to fake no staying on the ground like that. They do. They, they don't need Armstrong. So did you recover from your mission? Hmm. Almost, almost. I got still got a little sand in my shorts. <laughs> Mr. James, I'm sorry. I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm not going to be able to keep quiet about this. Oh, well, at least it's not such a big deal. Yes, it is. Hey, just it's not like I was faking the Apollo moon landing or anything. Now, now that, that was a big deal. What? Nothing. I got it. What? Hey. Number four. 
The entire Cuban Missile Crisis was staged by Jerry Springer. Yeah. navigational error, Neil Armstrong actually landed in Wilmington, Delaware. What is it this time, Councillor Nabish? Well, I don't want to make waves, but we have got to do something about these caterers. We faked the moon landings, for Christ's sake. Is it too much to expect a decent prune Danish with my double decaf macchino? I mean, hello. Goodbye. Thanksgiving, thieves. Hey, what's going on, Joe? I, 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 I need a good lie. Oh, okay. How about the whole man walking on the moon thing, you know? I think you guys are overreacting. There's no way the government would park a car right outside my house. Foreman, anything you think the government's not doing, they are doing. The only thing they didn't do is land the man on the moon. No, 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 no. Spielberg shot the entire thing on a Hollywood movie set. So we got the job for Jaws. We'll turn this place into a karaoke bar. Oh, man, that's the best idea since they faked the moon landing. Okay, cut. Wow, Neil Armstrong. Hey, wait a minute. You're supposed to be on the moon. I just saw it on TV. Oh, there's a, uh, a tape delay and uh, with all uh, solar winds. <laughs> worshipping me i'm just a big fake like like the moon landing now what do we do hey i know let's go to the beach and go surfing oh, wait a minute i forgot we're not in hawaii we're in nasa fake the moon landing and here's the smithsonian institute's air and space museum where you can see the original rocks from the sound stage where they faked the moon landing it's a piece of hollywood history One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, 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 oh boy. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, geez. You drink a Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. What, what should we do? Well, nothing. Come back to Earth and we'll shoot the whole thing in a studio. Okay. Bill. Hey. Guys? We've heard murmurings about WAMU credit cards. Oh, yeah, you get free online access to your credit score, and if it changes, we'll let you know. William, some information is better kept secret. Otherwise, what's next? We tell the public who was on the grassy knoll. What? Or where the moon landing was staged. The thing was staged. Well, sometimes you're so naive. <laughs> free monthly online credit scores with the WAMU credit card. Sleep well, Bill. The president's secret book. The President's Secret Book. It happens to be a collection of documents for presidents, by presidents, and for presidents' eyes only. And I'm not just talking about JFK here, guys. The 18 and a half missing minutes of the Watergate tapes. Did the Apollo really land on the moon? Did it? Did it? Poor Randy. You can edit film to make people think all kinds of things. Like the moon landing. That was all done with puppets in my uncle's garage. PBS! Right, right. How the hell would I get PBS when I'm pregnant? Oh, it's a channel. Ah, oh, hold on. Okay, I found it. 
He's listening. Dipstick and Dum Dum wanting the baby to listen to some stupid show about the moon landing. Alleged moon landing. Keep the receiver covered while I give this baby the opposing point of view. Consider this little man. In the footage, you'll notice shadows from divergent sources. <clears throat> this baby's already smart, Darnell. He just turned around so you're talking to his butt. Folks, it's an honor for me to be working in this studio. This is the very sound stage where we fake the moon landing. <laughs> and the JFK assassination. Oh, no, I'm sorry, this is where we planned the JFK assassination. Some suckers think my night ever mohawk is a hoax, like jackalopes or the moon landing. Well, it ain't. So I'm hunting them down with my latest invention, the mohawk grenade. The one secret no one ever suspected is that I really did stage the moon landing. On Venus! <laughs> we totally went to the moon. Movie sets. I've seen them. They're outside of Albuquerque. Why would there still be sets there? Because they're gonna reuse them for the Mars mission. Repaint it all red. This is Studio 6H. You know what's been shot on this stage? TGS, the Joey Montero show, the Lovebirds? And the moon landing. <laughs> Right this way. Hey, let's go inside the lamp. You want to? Wow, that is this the one that landed on the moon? On a soundstage. Oh, right, from Apollo 13. No, no, 1969. I'll tell you about it inside the lamp. It's soundproof in there. See, I always love the pictures. It's an old federal textbook. We've replaced them with the corrected versions. Corrected? Explaining how the Apollo missions were fake to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You don't believe we went to the moon? I believe it was a brilliant piece of propaganda that the Soviets bankrupted themselves, pouring resources into rockets and other useless machines. The TV shows, movies, video games, and music videos are doing exactly what the Tavistock Institute designed them to do. Muddy the waters, make truth seekers look crazy, all the while putting the truth out in the open for all to see. A B S N A. Six, the number, P-A-C-K dot com. You son of a piece of garbage. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever.